Hello, friends, and welcome to episode number 205 of Bat Flips and Maple Dips. It's Patrick here in Halifax, Nova Scotia. It's raining. Uh, he's Justin, the Professor Anderson in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Justin, how's she going, by? Oh, it's it's going better after a win, but uh, the thunderstorms are coming, so we've got to get this one in before my before I maybe lose power. <laughs> you know what that made me think of right away when you said thunder? Made me think of uh, thunderstruck by ACDC. Yeah, I would like to not be thunderstruck tonight, so I'm gonna stay indoors. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, and if you're thunderstruck by the things that we do here Ayo. at BFMD Podcast, wow, that was a good one. Yeah, uh, <laughs> at BFMD Podcast, Twitter, DM or tweet us your questions, website BFMDpodcast.com. We're on Anchor, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Go ahead and leave us a review of five stars or less uh, if you feel like it. Thanks for taking the time to listen to the episode. Justin, one quick note before we get into the baseball shit. Yeah. For the first time in my life, ya boy is going to an NHL game. I'm so excited, dude. Nice. Yeah, uh, I'll say I don't want to get into the specifics yet because it's it went from being a pipe dream to like it's mostly a reality at this point. But I will be taking in uh, a game this season at the Bell Center in Montreal, Quebec. Nice. So I am nice, nice. super excited about it um maybe the closer we get to it maybe i'll say more but it's not till next year so shit the the next baseball season will probably well that's too much info but we'll be close to the next baseball season your first game like you you've just you never i guess you for me see for me i grew up i grew up two hours like two and a half hours from edmonton yeah so we used to drive there like sometimes we would do like we had like elementary school times where we like we like I think one of my classes we won like a book club ticket thing that the Oilers used to do. Okay. Uh, when I was like in like sixth grade or something. Uh, okay. Sat in the nosebleeds, and then I've been to watch the Leafs a couple times at Edmonton as well for mostly for preseason because they didn't used to come out here very often until recent years, and I haven't lived in that area for like ten years yeah. now. So, but I've I think I've probably been to like uh, maybe a dozen games at Edmonton between preseason and regular season it's a good time i've only been in the new rink twice uh once for bull riding and once for hockey but uh i saw lots <laughs> of the old uh when it was still the sky reach center before it was even rexall place rexall so, place yeah, yeah yeah so lots of the old barn but yeah it's it's definitely a it's a really fun time um you it's just like any sport when you see it live you really appreciate just how fast oh yeah man man same with football like you don't realize how fast those players are until you like see them without the camera moving yeah like when, i mean when you're stationary it's i've crazy. seen i mean because i've seen like a, a my share of uh halifax mooseheads games yeah i've yeah, seen that's true i've seen nate mckinnon play right. i've seen uh marty firk play jonathan drewan uh mackenzie weger or mac mac weger whatever yeah. he wants to go yeah. by i've seen him play um i've seen nico nico hersher i think he's from he was from the mooseheads too yeah yeah i think so nikolai ehlers yes you've seen lots or was nico nico hersher was he a i can't remember but i think he played in that league though um i know yeah we get to see lots of players here with the blades as well too like kirby doc was here a few years ago 
um, obviously uh, lots of let's see, we seem Salem, to get lots Montreal, of like Europeans Maine. players that come through here. Like yeah, the Saskatoon Blades. Yeah, yeah Braden Shen played here. Obviously, for, a couple, our, for a year. Yeah, our good buddy. Uh, I don't. Does he still do the shows? Uh, I'm not sure if Clayton's still doing the Blades. I think he is. Man, I miss Clayton. He was I last. He was last winter still. So I'm assuming. Yeah, shout out to is. Clayton. Yeah, sure. wherever you are, if you still listen to this shit. <laughs> Shout out to you. I've seen like a lot of NHLers play basically yeah, and when they good. were like in their youth. And man, even as kids, they are yeah, fast they're, they're as fuck. So good. It's crazy. Yeah. There's not really a lot of heavy, heavy hitting in junior. No. It's there, but it's not like they're not it's not like Chris Pronger hits or like Eric Lindros like muscling past three players to put the puck in the net kind of like it's no. not like that but it'll it's be like, fun though man I'm, I'm happy for you that's exciting i'm excited too because there are a lot of players uh on the canadians that i am very interested in seeing obviously uh nick suzuki cole caulfield um uh, kirby doc will be there obviously he got traded yeah i saw that to actually canadian so I'm very excited for that, and I'm also excited to take in the city a little bit. Take Montreal in, is beautiful, yeah. Take in some of the sites. Like, I know there's, I don't know what I'll be able to convince my dad to go see, but there's, I know there's <laughs> museums, and he's excited to, for this too, so Has I'm Has your dad been to a game before? Hard. No, no. Oh, wow. This is, this so is a, yeah, I know, real, that's why this is such a big deal. It's a real first, a trip of firsts for you guys. Have you yeah. been to Montreal? No. Wow. Okay. No. Yeah, yeah. This is a uh, super for a uh, man. If I'd been awesome. in Montreal, I definitely would have went to a game. Yeah. But well, like I mean, we, I, I've only ever been to Montreal in the summer, so. It's it's crazy because I mean our like I mean, he was a hockey fan or he is a hockey fan his whole life. Yeah. I have been as well. We've always talked about doing this, and it just because like. We money was like a. I'd say a big factor for, for sure. Oh like yeah. When I was Especially a kid, got to travel. Like it's not like, it's yeah. not like for you, you guys, you have to, you pretty much have to fly. Whereas for me, it was a, you could go there and back in the same night. Man, if I was two hours <laughs> away from an NHL team, yeah. I would have season tickets. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I yeah. would have season tickets. I would travel two hours for every game. I might not go to every game, but yeah. I would definitely have season tickets. Two hours is nothing. It takes nope. me 40 minutes uh, or so to walk to and from Scotiabank Center in downtown Halifax. So yeah, people drive for eight nine yeah. hours to see the riders every weekend. Exactly. Yeah, province, I know people so. are riders fans are <laughs> ravenous, man. They're we travel. Nuts. We travel. But yeah, yeah no, exactly. that, that's sweet, man. That's gonna be awesome. I'm hoping to get to Montreal for a different event next summer. It involves vroom vrooms, but we'll see. If oh, that dude, we need to do it. We need to do yeah, it. Yeah. We need to do vroom uh, vroom. I, uh, vroom. I, we have speaking, to... speaking of vroom vrooms, I just convinced Taryn to watch, start watching draft to survive. So I'm trying to get her into the F1 to like get her on it's the a, train. It's a tough yeah. ask, man. It's well, we, tough. We're, we're almost done the first season and it's tough. Uh, we just watched the episode where Daniel Ricardo leaves Red Bull for Renault. And she was like, Oh, he's going to regret that. Isn't he? And I was like, you have no idea. Yeah, oh, <laughs> just wait, what's the first season of drive to survive? What, uh, what 2018. Season? It's 2018. Yeah. Drive. So drive to survive does. Um... Right. Yeah, the first season they they followed Red Bull really closely because Danny Rick was like one of the main characters. They Honey did Haas. They did yeah. Haas pretty close. Renault as well, and I think they they dive into McLaren quite a bit as well too. Because that's Second... when, that was Fernando's last season at McLaren. Um, before they brought in Lando, 
who, who did they follow in the second season? Uh, they they actually brought in like they brought in Ferrari more so because I think that's the season that Leclerc moved to Ferrari. Yeah. Um, they followed. They kept they kept following McLaren because then they had Lando, um, and Carlos, science because science went there. Yeah. Um, and then then they followed Ricardo as well too at Renault. Um, and I think they did a little bit more with Mercedes in the second season too. Because they, they did a lot with Bottas and Hamilton, I think. Because Toto became a really big character for the Mercedes uh, team in, in second season. They they got they got them. It was more the first season was kind of like not all the teams really bought into this idea, and then one think once everybody saw how successful it was on Netflix, people got then really they all kind of want to be a part of it, it right? Yeah. It, it's it's just it's 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 free brand exposure for them, right? Like they've already there's already cameras following people around in the paddock anyway. So what's a, what's a couple more, right? <laughs> So I don't know. I think I think the, all the teams are just so bought into the whole concept now because it's. I, I would love to see, like merchandise sale numbers since Draft to Survive started. Guarantee they exploded. Well, it, and just to see like Guaranteed. the the fan base in North America, like Canada and the USA specifically, has grown for F one substantially as well too, because with, okay. with only a, there were only there was only one race in the United States when the series started, just the, in in Texas. It kind of and one in Canada, so it's like you know there wasn't a huge exposure here. It kind of pisses me off, dude. To be honest, because like I was an F one fan in the mid nineties when before I dropped off in the mid two thousands, and yeah. I was like, I'd be like an eight year old kid have to get up at like five in the fucking <laughs> That's morning. That's I was too watching on a Saturday or Michael. Sunday or whatever, <laughs> just to like try to watch a race, and it'd be like I learned the names of all the drivers mm-hmm. and i the only thing i ever cared about was um once he started was like damon hill and jock i was obsessed with damon hill and jock villeneuve and yep. then villeneuve got his title and i i i'm not mad at him because he got his title but he he kept doing weird like he i don't know he moved to like worst team he was daniel ricardo before daniel ricardo even though ricardo never won a title but he just keeps going to worst and teams. he never will probably not no. but anyway that's, that's we should probably i just wanted to bring up the the whole montreal uh, thing one more week until yeah Vroom next weekend, are back, back and we'll continue to talk it's kind of like our like side gig so like to talk the about. one race that i have like just like this fever dream of going to is going to be the vegas race that's starting next year Oh my God! It's a night Let's, race. Don't Ameri- even get me American started. American Thanksgiving weekend, a night race on the streets of Vegas. Like how that's gonna be so cool to see. Like it's just gonna be a spectacle. But I'd love to go to Montreal before I go to that. <laughs> but yeah. Do anyway. you think that? Um, do you think we should do Montreal first or Vegas? I would love to do Canadian Grand Prix first. Um, my one of my my best friend went this summer with with her fiance, and they they loved it. Assuming that it's still there, because remember it got uh, shut down. Oh no, they nope, never mind. It's renewed. There is it's renewed till twenty twenty four. So yep, there will be got one two more next years for year. sure. And I wonder if because they canceled it for two years, that maybe they'll uh, extend it. A bit I don't know. More. It was a good race this year too. I mean, so I think I think that's part of it. Is it the oh, a big part of it's obviously money, but yeah, um, I feel like it's that it, it was well attended. And I At think the that the race was good. So circuit Gilles Villeneuve. Gilles Villeneuve, yeah. So Salut, I, Gilles. 
so yeah, I think uh, I think that that's that's kind of the that's what I'm thinking right now. I'd love to do a, a baseball trip and a F1 trip next year, but that's a lot. So we'll see how how it goes over the winter. <laughs> if we have to choose, I want to do. I we talked about this. We yeah. we should just talk about it on the air because, well, I guess. Do you want to? We could talk about. Sure. It. Yeah. We have we've obviously like we have our own personal rankings of what baseball parks we want to see, what we're interested in seeing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. For me, my number one choice, obviously it'd be great to go to the Dome and all this other shit, but if I ha- if I had to choose, it's Kauffman Stadium in Kansas City. And because there's so much around Kansas City, in yeah. addition to the Royals, that would be worth seeing. So with Kansas City, and it's, and by the way, I did my research, <laughs> Kauffman Stadium is in Kansas City, Missouri. Yep. Not Kansas there's, City, there's, Kansas. There's, no, yeah. there's Sorry, nothing. Kansas. Yeah, Kansas City, Kansas is nothing. Kansas Doesn't City, exist. Missouri is the good <laughs> shit. So, Kansas City ha- also has uh, the... There's a couple of different, I think, baseball museums there, including yeah. one for the Negro League. That's a big one. I'd love to see that. That is huge for me. And also, Kansas City Barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> So. so there is a lot like i'm very uh, they're my number one pick and i think we're we yeah, talked about I it a little like to bit there too at some point just just really for me it's to see the negro league museum the blue jays being oh my there, god the yes let me just absorb all the satchel page <laughs> the information the in the world yeah and i hope the the prez would be there to give us the tour because i hear that he gives like just the best guided tours of the museum so yeah, we'll have to got to do got to do Kansas City, but I'm also I'm very enamored with PNC Park. Yeah, as am I. I was wanting to go there in 2020 before the, the should hit pandemic the pooped yeah. on everything. Yeah, <laughs> that was the or point. Great American Ballpark too would be. Cool. I don't really care about that one as much. For me, it's PNC. My like my top five parks that I still want to see are PNC. Yep. Kaufman. I want to see Petco if it's. I'm not sure if it's still called Petco in San Diego. It is, isn't it? Maybe I don't know. I'd love to go there. I'd love to go to San Fran as well. I think San Fran would be cool. Oh my God! Um, get a seat in the uh, in the right field bleachers. Yeah, yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. And then it uh, is still called Petco Park. Yeah, and then I'd also like to see Wrigley as well, just for the history. But not Fenway, or have you I don't already really been to Fenway? Give a fuck about Fenway. You don't give a fuck too about many, Fenway. There's too many Red Sox fans there. <laughs> I love it. Let's talk baseball. There yeah. is obviously we're gonna try not to be super negative. This team is in a tailspin. Yeah. Uh, so let's just suck it up, and we'll talk about some interesting shit that's happened, Justin. <laughs> yeah. Take I, the wheel, I know, much uh, like our friend Jesus did. Yeah, that's it's good. I didn't I didn't anticipate a Carrie Underwood reference on this show, but here we are. Um, yeah. Last episode we talked about Joey Votto, so we're gonna do it again. Uh, last time it was it was good news. He had broken Larry Walker's all time games played by a Canadian born player. This week, he's having season-ending surgery, unfortunately. Um, it sounds like this has been a long time coming for Joey. He's having rotator cuff surgery to repair a torn rotator cuff. Uh, it's something that yeah. he says first surfaced way back in 2015, and he's been able to just kind of rehab it and play through it, but the doctor had told him that one day it would just uh, hit a breaking point and not able to manage it anymore. And so he's really been feeling it over the past three to four months, so essentially this full season. Uh, the surgery is scheduled for uh, Friday and has a six-month recovery time. So Joey says he plans to be ready for spring training. 
uh, next season. He does have that one more year left on his contract. And then we anticipate that he'll retire unless he has some sort of like Justin Verlander-esque renaissance year. Um, but we'll see. Either way, uh, that's that's the Joey Votto news for today. It makes me real sad. It's tough, but I mean, at least at least his team's not in a playoff race or something. You know, because the Reds are big bad. But it, he it's actually, good that he'll be able to get healthy. It's kind of wild to me. This is his first negative war season since he was a rookie, mm-hmm. when he only had eighty nine plate appearances. But he's negative zero point seven this year. He's had like a rough. Rough it hasn't season. been good, but at least we know he's been playing hurt now, so we can give him an excuse, right? <laughs> he really, I wish he had just been shut down at the start of the year and just didn't play at all so yeah, we could have more tough. Joey Votto. More I mean, good, like healthy, yeah. good Joey Votto instead of him, like, just basically playing, like, beat to shit the entire <laughs> year. Yeah, I'm really curious to see how he can bounce back. Um, moving to the Blue Jays, there's just really one piece of news that we want to talk about, and it's, it's great news for. Um, I guess any Blue Jay fan, uh, Yusei Kikuchi has been moved to the bullpen. John Schneider said after today's game, he expects Kikuchi to con- contribute some valuable shorter innings there. That's from Kevin <laughs> Matheson. Uh, that's good news. Kikuchi was projected to start in, in the Yankee series, but it was actually noticed uh, yesterday when Alec Manoa and the rest of the starters were walking in from the bullpen that Mitch White was with them walking and Kikuchi was still sitting out in the bullpen. So that's what people yeah. kind of assumed that this move was was coming and obviously people were right so uh it's it's the right move hey i don't think there's any can i can i ask you a question yeah is this is this three starts too late uh or it's i think it's many starts too late i think it's how many like i think so for me the first two months of the season were like okay he's there, there were a couple good starts in there so I think since June, he's been really bad. Like, truly, truly bad. He had to go in the IL because he was so bad. Um, I, I think that it's it's like a couple months too late for me. His last quality start was in uh, on June 30th against yeah. uh, Tampa Bay so. when he had six, in, uh, six innings, four hits, one run, one earned run. It was just a solo shot, he, and he had eight Ks. Since then... He, every start has been a shit show yeah. uh i mean credit okay so against the tigers he did five innings two yeah. hits one and run again one taco uh against five k's i guess that's okay yeah that that one was fine but it's just like for me the inconsistency was there all season uh but at least we don't have to worry about it anymore unless god forbid somebody gets hurt in that rotation again he should be in the bullpen for the next month and a half and then You've got two years and twenty million left on his contract. Luckily, they front loaded that thing, so they're not paying him twelve million per year. They're just going to save themselves a little bit of money, I guess, by paying him. Do you think he's just gone? Uh, for me, like they were, they were willing to write off Tanner Roark's contract a couple like like last season. They owed yeah. him like ten million bucks or something. So the precedent is is there for them to designate him for assignment and have him get paid to pitch for another organization. Yeah, it's. The, the big thing for Kikuchi, I think he still does have minor league options left, but I don't think – I think he's too proud to agree to go down there. Um, that, I think that would honestly be the best thing for him is to go down there for the rest of the year and just pitch for Buffalo in games that truly don't really matter because it's AAA. No <laughs> offense, Buffalo Bisons players and fans, but they don't matter. Um, 
Jesus Christ. That's <laughs> they don't savage. win World Series in AAA, man. No, you don't. But at, I, you develop players who you develop will players, win the World and Series. That's yeah. that's why you put him down there because he can work on some stuff and okay. still yes. be supervised closely by the organization, right? So, but he's not going to do that. <laughs> I'm right. Are you ready for my hot take? Ready You're going it. to absolutely fucking hate this. Oh, great! Yay! All right. Yes, I love the idea of optioning him down. Uh, he has no choice but to report, right? I think he has to accept. The, the demotion to AAA, I don't know what happens if he doesn't. I think the team can then... Void his contract? DFA him. I don't think they've straight up void his contract. They're still on the hook. It's a, it's a legal agreement. But he, they, he signed a yeah. major league contract, right? So it's not like he signed a minor league contract with an invite to spring training. This is a major league contract. We would need somebody else... Uh, to explain it to us what the uh, that yeah. option would be, we I don't know maybe someday we have Keegan back on and he can tell us how <laughs> but, it works. But yeah. no, uh, what I'm saying is okay. I don't think he's a lost cause, uh, and here's why: he, in a vacuum, individually, he has pitches that all have promise. We've seen him be successful in the major leagues for an extended period of time, all the way up to the All-Star break last year, yeah. was it? Yeah, it he was, was great. He was a scion candidate. And then the he All-Star fell break. apart completely and I don't know I don't I don't have answers as to why. Watching him, even a basic bitch who watches the Jays is, can look at it and say <laughs> he has control issues, but it's not just yes. that. I don't does, think he has a lick of confidence. Does in he know where his fastball is going? No, yeah, I don't think he knows where anything is going at this point. His case per nine, though, is still like a tick under ten. Yeah, he can I, get guys out. He can, but is that because he's wild, or is it because he's actually pitching well? You know, like is he one of I those guys who's just effectively wild in some cases? He's that up is... and down. He's given up way too many home runs. That's a huge problem. <laughs> way too many walks. That's a huge problem. Yeah. He can strike guys out though. Like he has 91 Ks and 82 innings pitched. That's pretty good. That's 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 phenomenal, but it's the other stuff. Like It yeah, but I think the other stuff is stuff that can be like Ross Stripling struggled and he was given the benefit of working. It just so happened to work with him and Pete Walker. Yeah. Uh, he was given that benefit. We didn't just say, let's punt Ross Stripling to the curb. We, he was given that time. He didn't go to Buffalo, if I remember. No, he, he worked didn't. it out in the show. But like, if it doesn't work for Kikuchi in the show, send him to Buffalo. Get him to like eat yeah. up eight innings uh, a fucking game in Buffalo where it doesn't matter. Send him to the Arizona Fall League so he can work on some stuff. Can, could we do that, I theoretically? So. I don't think so, no. It's been Jesus minor leaguers. <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah, like I love the idea of AAA for the rest of the year. Maximizes innings, get him to work on stuff. Like He should be attacking the zone with all of his stuff. He shouldn't be terrified yeah. of, like, I need to paint the corners or I'm a failure. Like, yeah, basically, Kikuchi is the new Trent Thornton. Um, his confidence, I think... Kikuchi's confidence is shot to shit, and if I mean, it's not shot to shit, he's woefully ignorant of yeah, what's happening. I think <laughs> him and him and Jose Barrios need to sit in the support group together for pitchers who are getting shelled this year because they have a lot in common. Barrios. The good thing I about think, Barrios is that two thirds of his starts have been good. It's just the ones that yeah. Have been, have been I I think shit. 
confidence might be an issue with Barrios, but I also think I'm going to put on my tinfoil hat. I think he's actually been hurt the entire year, but we'll find out at the end of the year <laughs> if I'm right or yeah. if I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. We'll see, but uh, let's take a look at the standings really quickly, and we'll talk about well, the Yankees. I, I just want to finish this. Thought. I know we've sure. beaten this horse uh, quite a bit, but I want to conclude by saying I don't think we should give up on Kikuchi just yet. I would say er, very early next year. I think he has very little wiggle room. I do think he should get another opportunity next year because I don't see anybody else in the He's got to have a good spring. He has to have an immaculate spring. Uh, and I do think he should start the season as the number six starter. And then it, it'll be obviously Gossman, Manoa, um, Mitch White, and then Barrios, and then question mark, whether it's maybe Ricky Tiedemann, maybe Nate Pearson, <laughs> no, uh, if he can get over his good. injury woes, or someone who we sign. And then number six is Kikuchi. Or they just cut their losses and they just find a way to get rid of him during the offseason. One way or the other, oh, like, yeah. it's just, this has just yeah. been a colossal disaster of a signing. And I was the I rallied. I was like, we got to go after Kikuchi because he was a lefty who had really good <laughs> uh, pitches that if he was able to control it, then he would be able to get tons of whiffs. Yeah. And he is getting lots of whiffs, but lo and behold, the control has just evaporated. So I don't think they should give up just yet. Let's see what's on the open market uh, come free agency. But don't be afraid to send him to Buffalo. Just give him to log like eight innings a game. Who cares? Who cares if you get shell by AAA? Who cares? Doesn't yeah. matter. In other Blue Jays fan fiction, I don't know if this is true. I call it fan fiction because <laughs> people think Julian Merriweather is just like the savior. He's pitching what? well. Yeah, I don't understand. Right <laughs> he's he's pitched. Uh, Five games, six and a third innings over that time. Only giving up one hit, walked two, and struck out nine uh, in Buffalo. That's his total stats this season. I know he just went two innings the other day with, uh, over scoreless and had like five strikeouts or something. So there could be a scenario in which Julian Merriweather somehow makes his way back to the team again. Everyone says they should call up to face the Yankees because that was like his, his flash in a pan uh, <laughs> series so last year to open the season. Right. So. Yeah, that's. I just wanted to bring that up, but uh, I, I know we're, I know we're bouncing around, but I just had something very cool slide across my desk. Yeah. Uh, it has to do with the the games we just played, so we'll just like slice through this really quickly. We played Baltimore three times. We won one of them. Uh, we got spanked in one of the games. The other one, the offense just didn't show up. It is what it is. But today was a successful game, a six to one win. Uh, Keegan Matheson at Keegan Matheson. When John Schneider came out to the mound, he actually asked if Stripling wanted the next batter. Mm -hmm. But Stripling had, quote, shut it down when he saw him and told Schneider. Anytime the manager has come out there in my Blue Jays career, that meant my outing was over. <laughs> Schneider fully appreciated Stripling being honest. Stripling said he he's tried to pitch after mentally shutting it down and it went horribly. Stripling on the other side appreciated his manager having giving him a say. I think that says a lot about the integrity of John Schneider. Uh, hence the laugh on the mound. Cause, like, cause he did laugh when mm -hmm, he hit the ball. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, I can't say enough nice things about all parties involved. You'll notice I didn't mention Ross Stripling when I mentioned the rotation next year, because I, I do think he, the man will secure the bag next year, whether it be Houston or, 
LA or somewhere else. I don't know that Toronto can compete with those other teams to, to give him the money unless they just pay Kikuchi to go away. I don't, I don't know. But I just thought it was really cool. Ross Stripling obviously is one of the most consistent uh, pitchers that we've had this season with a sub-3 ERA. What's not to love about this guy? Yep, he's been everything and more which is of needed this year. So uh, shout out to the Strips. Um, standings check-in. The Jays won today, Patrick, so they don't lose any ground. They came into the day a half game up on Baltimore and Ooh. Minnesota for the – or in one game up on the Twins for the third wild card spot. The Twins yeah. and Blue Jays both won. Minnesota remains a game back. Baltimore falls to a game and a half back. They're tied with the White Sox, uh, who play this evening against Houston. Uh, Seattle is currently up uh, – late in the game against the angels. So it's looking like Seattle's going to hold on to their one game advantage over the Jays. And then the Rays who are currently in the second wild card spot play the Yankees uh, any minute now um, in the finale of their series before the Yankees fly North. And they're currently a half game up on, on the Jays and a half game behind the Mariners. So it's tight. Um, you've got basically three and a half games separating five teams or six teams right now with Boston only yeah. four and a half back. So they're not even out of it yet. Um, it's going to be like this. I think till, till the end of the year, like these, I these know. teams like Tampa, Toronto and Baltimore play each other a lot. The white Sox and the twins. And then the guardians are only a game up in their division. Those, those three teams are going to play each other a lot in their division. And then you've got Seattle. Who's kind of just like the true, for lack of a better word, wild card in this whole race yeah, because they're so yeah. far back in their division. Like they're like 11 games behind Houston, but there's nobody else in that West who's even close to them. So yeah. in theory, they should pretty much beat up on everybody except for Houston in that division. So Seattle has kind of like almost the inside track because they're not going to play the Jays. Oh, definitely. Again, right. They don't play the definitely, Jays at, yeah. again in the regular season. I'm assuming they don't play too many more games against any of these teams except for Houston. So it's, they definitely, they, they truly have their destiny in their own hands because they just keep winning. The other teams around them are going to just trade blows. So it's it's definitely a, a good time to be a Mariners fan right now, for sure. It just kind of seems like Seattle are the best non-division. Right now leader. they are, yeah. Like, And <laughs> not just because of record. I just think they, they stomped us. Yeah, and, and they got they got better at the trade deadline, big time with Castillo yeah. as well, right? So it it's nothing is more infuriating though in this wild card battle than Baltimore trading away their closer and trading and the heart of their fucking team and still winning and they're still winning baseball <laughs> games and their prospect pool got deeper yeah and they're still winning games yeah. at, while the Jays are literally just tripping over themselves trying to find ways to yeah. lose. Yeah, well, the, like, the Rays are on a four-game winning streak right now. They have a chance to sweep the Yankees tonight. Uh, Minnesota's the one three in a row now. The White Sox are on a five-game heater right now. So everyone in this race, except for the Jays, have had a, a positive or a 500 record in their last 10. The Jays are three and seven. So the Jays are definitely on the back foot right now, still holding that playoff spot, obviously. Uh, we just stated that, so they, yeah. they're still in there, but it's not. It's not it's secure. Ugly. <laughs> it's and then and they've it's got ugly. the Yankees coming to town. So speaking of those Yankees, like I said, they're playing Tampa tonight, so the standings will change a little bit more. Either the Jays will be tied with the Rays or they'll be a game back and the Rays will be kinda of tied with Seattle. But 
Uh, there are four games coming against the Yankees, Patrick. It's a Thursday through Sunday series. And we get to see some of the Yankees' big starters, all four of them, actually. We've got Frankie Montas against Jose Barrios tomorrow. Uh, on paper, it looks like an advantage for nobody because, Mont- well, I mean, Montas has good like good numbers this season. His win-loss record's bad, but he's, but he's playing for Oakland. Uh, he has yeah. not been good with the Yankees, though. Uh, he's made two starts with the Yankees so far, Patrick. He's done eight innings in total. His first start against the Cardinals, this is in St. Louis. He hasn't made a home start yet for the Yankees. Um, he went three innings and gave up six earned runs on five hits, one one home run, three walks, and two strikeouts. And then uh, at Fenway, he went five innings, gave up two runs, two walks, four strikeouts, and five hits. So, I mean, that one was better, but uh, the Yankees haven't won either of those games. So, I mean, he hasn't been super good. <laughs> so, it it's doesn't mean he's going to continue to be bad, but Montas is a good pitcher. Um, How about Barrios? Is Barrios a good pitcher? Barrios has been good two-thirds of the time and mostly good at home. Obviously, he was not good yeah. against Baltimore or whoever, Cleveland, excuse me, uh, last weekend. Uh, that was a rough <laughs> one. Uh, it was all going well and good until, like, the third inning or whatever it was when he just got his teeth punched in. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it was it's shitty. It escalated quickly, that's for sure. Um, but we'll see what we get in that one because that's going to be a. I think in a, in a four game series, the first game is truly super important because. All right. You want to get you want to get off to a winning note, right? In a series, you want to set the tone. You would love to get into the other team's bullpen a little bit, especially into their like mid to low leverage guys. That way, they don't have them in case you beat up on them again the next day yeah it's, it's just it, that's it's it's you have to throw the first punch right um and i think the blue jays have to do that tomorrow they broke out with that six run inning today george springer was the catalyst santiago espinal with a big hit kirky with a big hit uh, a couple of nice a couple like a walk from guriel like with the bases loaded i think it was so it's just I love rbi walks so do They're i my favorite um <laughs> But yeah, it was it was it was a, a much needed like big inning that the team hasn't had in a while, and it finally got some emotion back in the dugout that hasn't been there lately. So I'm hoping that that's a catalyst. But I don't know, man. the 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 Brios thing does make me nervous. I'm not. I'm never. Obviously, never really confident when he goes out there anymore, just because of how it's been this year. But I mean. It's tomorrow is the game where we need him to show up like big time. He's got to show up. Yeah. I don't want to be negative, but I'm, this is the matchup that I'm, I think is the worst. Really? You think Garrett Cole versus Mitch White is more even? It's not that it's more even. It's just, I have more confidence. We can hit off of Garrett Cole because we have. Yeah. It's been done. History. It's been done. Jose Barrios is such a hot mess. (laughs) It could, he could show up and he could be great. Yeah. Or uh, he could give up eight runs before he gets an out. It's just, I don't know who's going to show up. Life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. It's worse than that. Life is like a <laughs> box of razor blade filled chocolates. <laughs> and now we all have to take a bite now. And it's oh just kind of like, I don't know, man. I just don't, I, I don't feel anything anymore. I don't, is it, am I dead inside? Is that what it is? You mean you weren't already? No. I oh. used to have life. I used to care about things. But it's like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just like, 
Brios, every time he starts, I'm like, yeah, this is it. This is where he turns it around. He gives us a complete game shutout. Uh, blah, 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 blah. And it's, I just, I don't know. I get to like the fourth inning and I'm like, I'm turning this off and going to bed. Okay, I can't deal with this. <laughs> yeah, it, it's going to be interesting. Um, the second game is fun. Jamison Tyon's having a great year. Yeah. As is Kevin Gosman. Uh, don't look at win-loss records because it doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, that one, I think that's what I'm looking forward to the most, honestly. Uh, yeah. Is Gosman versus Tyon because obviously... We know what Gosman can do, and we've seen Tyon be very good against the Blue Jays this year a couple times as well. So that that's a fun one for me. I think that'll be a low-scoring game. The first one could be a higher-scoring game just because of the fact that uh, Montas does have a propensity for the home run ball, as does Barrios. They've both given up quite a few this year. Um, so I think I think that'll be fun. And then Game 3 is the, the one we just mentioned, the Garrett Cole versus Mitch White, obviously – Kikuchi's no longer in the rotation, so we're assuming it's going to be Mitch White taking his spot. Uh, we don't have any reason to assume otherwise. Um, so that that could be interesting. You said you've mentioned that yeah, Garrett Cole has been hit around by the Jays before. Of course, Vladdy's hit three home runs off of him in a game, and the Jays have knocked him out early a couple times in the past. So and he's had he's he hasn't been sharp, especially in like first innings lately. So hopefully the Jays can jump on him. So hopefully that's a thing. And then the finale, it could be fun too. It's Nestor Cortez versus Alec Manoa. Um, Manoa has looked a little shakier lately. I think they've got to start with most of the starters shortening their outings a little bit. Um, I think like six innings max, maybe five, if they're getting up there in pitch count, especially if you have the lead. I think you have to just start go into the pen a little earlier because we saw Manoa was pretty good through five. Obviously he gave up the, the two solo dingers, but besides that had been great. And then they brought him back out and he got hit around a little bit for two more runs. So He's I don't been know. knocked around a lot since the end of January, yeah. end of June. Like you're like, he had a bad start in, against Oakland, a bad start against uh, Detroit, yeah. a bad start against Baltimore, and a bad start against Baltimore, and it's just like they had a it's not his up. fault. Yeah, they, they had a graphic up where he had already. I think he's already thrown like thirty more innings than last year, AAA yeah, and MLB combined. So he's he's getting he's in uncharted territory for him. So he's at one hundred and forty two point two innings with a two point seven one ERA, which is still great. Still great. Three point five four FIP. So he's yeah. beating the projections. You love to see it. Yeah. Uh, the um, team is 13 and 10 when he starts. Yeah, and they were saying, like, I mean, there's still, like, 45-ish games left, so he can still make nine more starts. If, if he does five innings per start, that's another 45 yeah. innings. That's up to almost 190. And then if you're that's in the playoffs, lot. you hope he's going to get more than one playoff start. He, he's gonna, he, he's, he should clear 200 this season. After only pitching 130 last year, that's, that's a big jump. Um, so yeah. I think whatever you can do to to keep his starts averaging around five, maybe six innings max. I think you've got to stop going three times through the order. Like once you get, you hope to get two times through in five innings at, at bare minimum, if you're going really well, only giving up a couple of hits here and there. And I think that's kind of where they've yeah. gonna, they're going to have to start going is if they don't have a big lead or obviously if there's, if there's like strips today and was showing those lines of slowing down, you let him you let him keep going but if, if there's any sort of like hint that he's getting hit around a little bit five innings has to be kind of the max in my opinion maybe you i'm a boomer, at that though. point where you do have to kind of manage there's not i mean i guess with gossman there there's pedigree for high innings but 
Yeah. When Oba's in his sophomore season, like we really can't, we shouldn't be running him you don't ragged. Blow his arm. If we get knocked out of the playoffs, like if we're at a point where we can't catch up, then yeah, whatever. Make him make him pitch nine innings every game. I don't give a shit at that point. But whatever. Like I do think we ha- we are at the point now where we do have to start taking those things into consideration. Yeah. We have seen Mano get knocked around later in starts. Not like badly, just like knocked around for Manoa. Yeah. So uh, he's a bad man, and he's still <laughs> uh, a Yankees like beater. Yep. Uh, but he's up against Nasty Nestor. Yeah, he's been uh, great this year too. Yeah, it's very interesting. These are there are some very interesting matchups. It's I just words can't express how frustrated I am with this fucking team. Every time I see a Kevin. Gun- start i I, i'm just like okay so he'll leave the game down like two to nothing or one they'll lose the fucking game because they never give this man run support they had one game where he got 28 runs and then all the games around that (laughs) (laughs) it's the same number of runs yeah in like nine or ten other starts as it was for that one game and it's like give this man some run support jesus christ the bats are very inconsistent though that's a problem. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's going to be what costs us uh, more games in the future. The inconsistency of the bats was the big problem from August 1st to present date. Uh, we had guys on heaters, but they were spread out in the lineup and it just wasn't, there was no clicking. So whenever a pitcher had like even one remotely tiny mistake or gives up like one run, it's just like, it's all over. They yeah. just can't, because they can't scratch those runs. You almost admire a team like Tampa that plays more small ball because they they can fight their way to scratching those runs while Toronto, it's like all or nothing. They either pound the face in of a team or they they <laughs> they, <laughs> they lose. Yeah. It just drives me bananas, man. Out of all these matchups, which ones do you think are most favorable for the Jays? How would you rank them uh... as the most beatable most winnable to least winnable. Man, that's that's honestly a really difficult question because I think all of them are just pretty evenly matched. Outside, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. I think the only one that's truly lopsided on paper is the Garrett Cole versus Mitch White. Obviously, Mitch White being a number five starter and Garrett Cole being the y- Yankees ace. Yeah, that's the one. That's the only one on paper to me that is that is lopsided. Everything else yeah. is everything else. I think kind of comes out in the wash. I think Montas does have the advantage over Barrios. Absolutely, yes. But it depends say, which Jose Barrios shows up. <laughs> I would say Montas is two levels above Barrios at this point. Yeah, yeah. At so least. I think I think the the first and the third game will be the toughest to win on paper. Um, but because Gosman and Mano are your best two starters, you have the best chance to win those games, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I think... The, both of these teams have not been playing well. We talked about it before we got on the podcast that the Yankees have been playing <laughs> yeah. at like a like a below seventy win level since they're like two and eight in their last like, ten. They're, they're yeah, they, they've now. been playing. They've been playing poorly for the last month yeah. and a half or so. So it's it's not just the Blue Jays who are playing poorly, but the Yankees have the luxury of still being twenty seven games over five hundred because they were playing on like a hundred and twenty win pace for the first three months of the year. So they've they were bound to slow down because not many teams have ever won 120 games in baseball. Um, especially in today's game with 30 teams, it's very difficult to do that. 
So I, I just think that, yeah, the Yankees were obviously bound to slow down and the Jays have to pick up their socks, so to speak. But yeah, that's, that's all I got. <laughs> yeah. I think the minimum we need to survive uh, right now is a split. Yeah. Anything split. other than a split is a complete disaster and <laughs> puts the season in jeopardy. Not a complete disaster, but it's not ideal. We it, would be out of a wild card it spot. Do, it does depend it on what the other teams around you do as well. But yeah, but if they're playing, they're playing one another. Yeah, like, uh, you, you've got to play five hundred ball in this series. You've you've got to win two. I think that's yeah to to at least to to not lose a ton of ground. You got to win two. Man, so. this is just have like a bowl of like struggleos lately. Watching this team play, you know what struggleos are? Um, Str- no. I, or struggle puffs, as they're called, the slang. It's when you have when you can't when it's really sad, but like <laughs> it's a bowl of water and oh, ice yeah. is like you put the ice in it. Yeah, and that's struggleos. Oh. <laughs> But like, I, <laughs> it's, just, God, that, that it's funny, but it's also really sad. But yeah. like, that's what I feel like lately. It's just like, I thought you were just going to say eating cereal with water instead of milk, but yeah. Oh, that's equally as pathetic, but yeah. like, at least you have cereal, but like, <laughs> this is just a disastrous month so far. And yep. I honestly, this is it. It the, feels the like stretch, April did. It just, just frustrating. It's really frustrating and really like energy sapping and I and what's worse is that when everybody around you uh, has their own individual platform where they can sound off and literally everybody is being negative it's just Twitter is just ass I'll just say this Jay's Twitter is can be I, I mean we love you guys because you listen but like the negative Nellies really get to me. Yeah, it, I mean, just I I don't really read down the Twitter feed. The only time I really check Twitter is to retweet lineups for the Blue Jays, tweet my own thoughts, and to respond to notifications. <laughs> yeah. I try to like not scroll too far. I'll check on like beat writers like Keegan and um, Scotty Mitch and Ben Nicholson Smith, who uh, who tweet out the the news that we need to know. But other yeah. than that, I don't really scroll the homepage that much. And and a big reason for that is just the, the overwhelming negativity lately because it's like, I don't need that in my life, man. <laughs> it's not something that I've faced, I'm forced to look at, so I choose not to. It's so just, it's that we, easy. We have, what, 46? We have 46 games left. Yep. We, have, we currently have 62 wins. So to get to 90, we have to go 28 and do the math, man. I <laughs> bring Twenty eight and six eighteen. Yeah, twenty eight no, eighteen. We nope. have uh, forty six games left. Twenty eight and eighteen. That's the math. That would be ninety and seventy two. Or ninety yeah, that'd be ninety and seventy two. So twenty eight and eighteen. Do you think that's doable with that schedule that we have where it's, we have a million games against Tampa? It's not impossible. Um and and the good news is is that yeah, you're playing against those teams a lot. So maybe maybe you don't need ninety wins to get a wild card spot this year, like last year, like this year, maybe. because the teams are more evenly matched. In theory, that would mean that it would take less games to get in, right? Because you're gonna have worse records from playing each other. So we'll see how yeah, that. I'm gonna make a make a prediction now. The Jays will win two out of four, but they'll win uh, the first game and the last game, 
so we're gonna have uh what do they call it a compliment sandwich you get good the good thing yeah and then it's a double stuff of bad stuff and then everybody will be in an absolute tailspin going into the final game on sunday and then we'll pull out the win and everyone will be like see we did it we survived the yankees it'll be like shut the fuck my up. prediction is i think mitch white pitch is better than garrett cole and that's oh my god yes give that to me i it, think it's possible we've beaten up on cole yeah before. i think mitch white only goes maybe four or five innings but i, I think that he shuts the yankees down for those for the time that he's in the game garrett Here, cole might go further but i think he's gonna do worse than mitch here's white. some fantasizing for for you get ready for this if we beat if first of all if tampa sweeps tonight they finish off the yankees give them their fourth loss in a row Tampa Bay will be what eight, nine or eight or nine, eight or nine back of the Yankees, correct? Yes. We play them four games. If we sweep the Yankees, they will own will the best they can be ahead of us is six games, right? That's how the math works. Yes. So. <laughs> I'm not saying it's impossible, but there's a non-zero chance that we could dig ourselves out of the shit pit <laughs> and maybe capitalize on the Yankees' suffering and maybe make that division gap smaller. I would love... First of all, if we sweep, I'm just gonna declare we're never gonna lose again. Plan the parade, <laughs> just like just like Leafs fans. See, I would love if somehow the Jays and Tampa managed to close the gap on the Yankees. I would love like a three-way division oh, battle yeah. like the last week of the season. Yeah, that's that's like my fever dream of this season is just like having just three teams just slugging it out in the last week of the season there for the for that's division. That's what it was last year too. Yeah, it, it was. And How'd that go? How'd that go for us? Not great, but except that was a that was a three way or is it that was a battle for the wild card last year because the Rays were far ahead in the division. But um, yeah, no, I, I think it would be it'd be fun. I I'm not holding my breath that that's gonna happen because it is still it's a nine game lead right now for the Yankees over the Jays. If they lose they tonight, lose tonight it's eight and a half, and then if we sweep them, then it's four and a half. Yeah, so I mean it's it's a long shot, but or six and a half. Stranger no. things have happened. If we're what wait, what is their lead right now? They're if they lose tonight, they're eight and a half. It'll up. be nine games on the Jays. Nine games on the Jays. If we eight sweep games them, on it's Tampa. five. Yeah. Right? Yep. Oh, give it to me. I'm I'm going all in, man. We're gonna sweep them. Every <laughs> game will be ten nothing. Ten or four perfect games. I like we're, we're I like uh, I like getting you back up on these highs because <laughs> when when the low next low comes, it's it's almost it's more even more amusing for me. <laughs> it's more extreme the swings for me have been they've yeah. gotten progressively nothing, more extreme nothing satisfies <laughs> me more in like a in like a sick twisted kind of way than getting like the first salty message during a jays game from you pop up on yeah. my phone as soon as they I, go down one, i just hear my phone over. go like the like the, i have like my a different vibrate for my facebook messages so I hear it and I'm like, oh yeah, that's gotta be Patrick. And I look at it and I'm like, <laughs> oh yeah, just like it, it just gives me life. And then I also just like sometimes don't respond because I know you're gonna send another one in like five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so I just like let you kind of stew and just continually <laughs> send me more like progressively 
closer to the ledge messages. <laughs> yeah. And then I'll be like, and I'll just usually say something like, nope. Because <laughs> he'll ask me a question like, is this the worst, the worst game this team's ever played? And I'll just say, nope. And then that's all I'll say. That's like, Yeah. I, it's, I just, I, just kinda, I find this year, for whatever reason, man, last year wasn't like this. But this year, I find the emotional swings are so much more extreme. Is it because there were higher hopes? I think there were there were higher hopes. Obviously, there was a like the Gosman signing. You had the big Brios extension. You've got a full season of Manoa. We were, people were hyped about Kikuchi. Vladdy's coming off a season where he finished second in MVP. Um, you got Springer not on the IL to start the season. You've got Matt Chapman. Like there was, I think there was a lot more optimism this year. Obviously, things haven't played out that way, but like you said, there's there are 46 games left. And yeah, if, if we win 30 of them, guess what, folks? I'll yeah, this this team, I mean, this team, when they were playing well, like they scored 28 runs in a game, man. Like, it's if pretty. That's the that, highlight of our season. Um, <laughs> this will go down as the most disappointing. Yeah, season. this this team does have the capacity and the capability to to go on a heater they've done it a couple of times they've been on a, they had a, a big win, winning streak at one point was it like seven or eight or 11 in a row or something at one point i can't remember what it was but it was a lot of it was a lot of wins in a row at one point and they're they have the, they have the capability to do that their starting pitching hasn't been great lately but neither has the offense so i think it's just been a case of everyone's just been down on the dumps lately and and i truly hope that the six run inning today and a good outing from strips off the il um, is kind of the shot in the arm that the that the boys need to to turn it around. That's that's where I stand right now. I like that. Let's end on that note. That's a real. I like that. That's a. I feel like I'm on a high now. Yeah. Instead of looking at like what's already happened, we're five and nine in August. Yep. Which is bad, but <laughs> we it already happened this year where they had a garbage start to a month and then they got hot. Yep. And they had a, a fa- above five hundred record. Uh, yeah. by the end of the month so as long as they just keep playing about a little bit above 500 it'll all add up <laughs> yeah the end of the day so... though we gotta win these games against division opponents yep i don't give a shit how we do against the angels but we got if i would rather sweep baltimore we gotta win those games yep. so so the the game times for this weekend by the way we didn't talk about that thursday and friday are 705 eastern yeah. saturday is a 105 and then sunday is a 135 so Oof afternoon yep. baseball couple, couple morning starts for me because it's the 11 and 11 30 my time on, right. on the weekend but uh, it's the, the usual um but yeah it's gonna be fun hopefully it's a good series the first game starts less than 24 hours from the time that we're talking right now so i can't wait for that first facebook message to come through in like 24 hours time so i'm waiting for it i live for it I'll be on the. I'll literally be on the ledge. <laughs> the what? No, the metaphorical. The metaphorical ledge, ledge obviously. Yeah, obviously, but. Uh, but hey, what we should also say, like, look, if you're struggling right now, with if if you're yeah. watching baseball and it's making you really like legitimately unhappy, not like, like we 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 make jokes, we we yuck it up. We're a couple of knuckleheads. <laughs> if you're actually bummed, or yeah. you find this really distracting towards your mental health please stop yeah go do something else go watch um, call your movie. mom call your parents call, call your folks call yeah friend. take your significant other out to dinner go to yeah. dinner by yourself go to go, the movies go watch a yourself. movie by yourself that's like one of my favorite things that oh, i've done man, in a long to the time. movies i like i've been to the movies since covid yeah but 
uh, watching a movie by myself late at night while uh, while Sarah sleeps is like, <laughs> I love it. It's heaven because like yeah. I'll be hanging out on the couch or like in my chair with Freddie, and we'll be like, oh, I wonder who if they'll solve this mystery or like it's just fun. <laughs> Life, yeah. it, life is what you make it. Do not invest uh, all your time into like baseball. Do not put all your money your... in Blue Jays stonks because you will lose. Yeah. There's still 46 <laughs> games left. So you, there are potentially 46 more times where yeah. your heart will Im- implode. Just like I think they should pace themselves with Alec Manoa starts, pace yourself with watching the Blue Jays. If, yeah. If you can't watch every game, like don't, don't feel like you have to be on Twitter following everything. Like, Go enjoy something else. If it's depending on where you live in this country, or if you're listening elsewhere, like winter time is is coming. <laughs> oh my god! In Saskatoon, like it's it's thirty two de- or thirty five degrees here today, or whatever whatever it is outside. It was thirty five yeah. yesterday, but we could have snow in two months. So like seriously, like I'm I'm gonna be outside trying to enjoy what's left of touch grass, the warmth. Um, but yeah, that's that'll be it for us today. We'll come back on Sunday. After hopefully a, a, a nice series against oh my the Yankees. God, that's going to be that could potentially be either number one, the easiest episode we ever record. Number two, the most miserable episode we ever record. Or three, just like this, <laughs> just just mid. Yeah, as um, the kids say. But and there's no in betweens. There's no betweens. But keep it. We'll keep you updated on Twitter at BFMD Podcast. If I'm watching, I will tweet out stuff. Uh, you can DM or tweet us if you think I'm out to lunch on the Alec Manoa thing. Let me know. Um, <laughs> I love, I love, I love when people tell me I'm wrong. It makes it gives me somebody to argue with for a little while, so that's fine. Uh, BFMDpodcast.com is the website. You can listen there or on Anchor, Apple, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Thanks as always for taking the time to sit with us for an hour and listen in. You can leave us a star rating or review if you choose to. We like five star reviews, but you can also leave less if that's how you feel about us. For Patrick out in Halifax, it's Justin here in Saskatoon. We'll see you next time.